There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello there, welcome. It's the Thursday Laurie and Julia show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Another lovely day, 81 degrees, sunny. Fabulous weather we've been having all week. Julia back on Monday, so today our co-host is from the Weekly Dish in Minneapolis. Give us a drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> uh, well, we I know, get drum rolls we now. We have no budget here. We have so. no budget. Uh, right. It's Stephanie March, everybody is here. Hey, Stephanie. Stephanie. Yeah. All right. Uh, went to Downton Abbey last night, you I guys. can't even. I and, can't wait. Okay, it is... Beyond oh yummy. Okay. It is delightful. It is charming. It is funny. It is everything. Maggie Smith is everything. everything. I, the wit, the clothes, the scenery, the big wide panorama. Are we coming views. into the year that we ended with? Basically. It's just like, it's like, because yeah, Carson it, and, you it, know. It picks up like right where the TV okay. show basically left off. Right. Maybe a little, a few months or something have gone by. There's a great story, what's happening. Uh, basically, the king and queen are coming to visit yeah, Downton Abbey. that's kind of the conceit. And mm-hmm. it, is, it is funny. <laughs> it is so, so good. I went with a girlfriend who's never seen Downton Abbey. Oh, her mom kidding. was a huge fan. Okay. And her mom, in fact, reminds us of Maggie Smith because her mom was a school teacher and she could arch her brow and deliver the most stinging rebuke to you in a way that you weren't even sure if you were insulted or not, you right, know? Right, right. And she goes, My mom loved this show, but I never got into the show. But so at the end of the movie, I'm like, Did you love it? She goes, Oh my God. Oh, I want to see it again. Oh God. The, the Maggie Smith, you know, so Mrs. The Dowager Grant, Countess. Yes, the Dowager Countess and Mrs. Crowley. It is, oh, they're just everything. And I found out today watching The View, they had like five people from the cast on. But Mr. Carson, mm-hmm. who married Mrs. Hughes, Mrs. Hughes at the end, in real life, he's married to a new person who shows up on Downton Abbey as the Queen's like lady first waiting. lady in waiting, and it's Amelda Staunton. Oh, that's oh. a good choice. Yeah, I think his name, yeah. the actor's name, is Ben something. I don't know, but they've been married for like thirty years. Oh, he's that's been so knighted. Great. He's a he's got the an OBE. <gasps> 
Oh, she's in the Harry Potter movies. Oh, she's in every. Yeah. She's been in a lots of them, but they've been married. So that was my one little thing. Okay, and- so I've been watching. I started rewatching, like from the beginning. Oh, you did? Yeah, like about two weeks ago. Well, you I started. don't. It's not necessary you don't for have this movie. To, but no. like loving, like I got dipped fully into it. In fact, last week on Weekly Dish, I started talking about how much tea I've been drinking mm-hmm. because I. Because I'm watching them drink all the tea, and I'm like, I, I really would love yeah. some tea right now. It's just completely yeah. suggestible. And everybody gets love. Mrs. Patmore, oh. Daisy, oh. Tom, of course, you know. Uh, the only ones who don't get any storyline, and I couldn't be more happy about it. They never have, so why start in the movie? The children. Yeah, I know. They, okay. don't. they really they just sat on a lawn or <laughs> they just like for a second. You know, it's just like ta da da. Nanny, take the children I away. I love the snobbery of the time of yes. that. That like, the children. You know, the children are not meant part to be of seen our lives. And not heard. Not, yes. and yeah. they're not. They've never been a part of the storyline, and I love it. Oh, that's so good. I love it. And there's yeah. also a nod to something that probably people forget was a real. Like, it's hard to believe that that is how it was because this is 1927. Yeah. And we always think that, you know, oh, things have been the way they've been for a long, long time. Right. Uh, And I'll just say this, that in England, um, there was something that was against the law until 1975. Mm. Oh, yes. yes. The storyline that they sort of, that they give you, there's a real, real poignancy to it. And also like... Oh, yeah. Don't forget that. Uh So anyway, just five stars. Oh, five stars. Absolutely. Yeah. Just just so good. All right. So you had a little breaking news this morning. I did. I did. I was very lucky enough. to. You got a scoop. There's not a lot of scoops anymore. And I got one. So I was a little psyched about it. I I revealed that uh, Rosedale has uh, announced their new. Um, food hall because they you know they had a food hall when they redid their they the kind of renovated the revolution food hall which closed a couple months ago yeah and now they've re-upped with the food hall concept except they're calling it potluck and it's all local vendors so I it's, love this I idea. Know. So it's all local chefs and restaurateurs and people who already kind of have a track record or they've got, you know, their state, they have a stake in being in the community. This other thing, this Revolution Food Hall, which it was, it was a very strange sort of place where it was a corporate created thing and they didn't have people behind the concepts. They were just corporate created right. concepts. Okay. Remember? All right. So, so it was this- like, hey, you know, they were like sort of like burger bar and, and sandwich shop and yeah, taco thing. Yeah, there was no identity to no anything. Guts, no personality, mm-hmm. no individuality. Well, now we are talking all individuality. I love the name. Potluck. It's so smart. It's so good. Of course. So let's start with the one that, of course, everybody, I mean, the big one is the shocker, which is that we have a non-restaurant tour in the mix, really. But Jason Matheson, our local boy here, he is opening his a biscuit kitchen called Betty and Earl's Biscuit Kitchen. <laughs> can you can you stand it? Have well, you? I heard him tell parents? this story yeah, his on his his TV show today mm-hmm. today that it is you know basically his grandfather made them and it was his something pawpaw. family and yeah and I was just like oh my god who doesn't love biscuits well, and, and all they're gonna sell is biscuits biscuits that's it 
That's amazing. I'm sorry, but I mean, obviously, I, I've tasted the biscuits. He gave me one a couple weeks ago, and it didn't tell me what it was for. He's like, you should just try this biscuit. This was before I knew anything. Yeah. And I was like, that's delicious. And it was all about, he was like, that was my, you know, my Papa Earl, and he made it for the family. And I've been tweaking the recipe, and I wanted you to try it. And I was oh. like, well, this is great. And I mean, honestly, the idea, we don't have any biscuit. Think of how many donut shops and cupcake yeah. shops we have in town. We don't have any biscuit shops. That's true. So, like, bring it, as far as I'm <laughs> And is it one kind of biscuit? So it'll be like a variety. variety I think around biscuits. six, okay. like you'll have a cheddar well, biscuit. There'll be sweet. like a sweet biscuit, like a savory. You know, there'll mostly be like classics. I'm and- having visions. I'm going to buy biscuits. And then what What other place am I going to go to with the biscuits? What place will I visit? You're just going to put it in your face first. Yeah, but, okay. So then otherwise, so Jeff uh, or Chef Justin Sutherland, who is, you know, from Top Chef and everything else locally, kind of the big star at the moment. He's opening two concepts. One is called Chickpea, which is a hummus bar, which is a really good idea for a lot of vegetarians are looking for things that are a little bit different and fresher having like different kinds of hummuses and then having all the toppings to be put on top of that yum so good i know and then he's also opening something called obashan which is uh a japanese for grandmother and it's a noodle it's like a noodle bar with fried chicken please please tell me he's gonna have yakisoba he's gonna have soba udon and ramen noodles that you can but yakisoba so he'll fry them yep i think so okay good i know we'll see all right. And then well, there's Smack Shack. There's Burger Dive. There's the Grand Ole Creamery is opening in there. Nordic Waffles. When does all this open? So they're hoping for December or November. They're well, hoping okay, for the holidays. Yeah, they need to kind of yeah. get it in before then. So. Yeah. All right. That is very cool. Hot news. Hot, hot food news. All right. When we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. What? <laughs> I'm so excited for this movie that yeah. doesn't open till next week now that I've seen Downton Abbey and just got to catch up with Hustlers. But the movie that opens next Friday, that's why you go and see Downton Abbey maybe this week. Yeah, weekend, get it done. Because next Friday, we're going to be talking about, and we're going to talk about it right now, is Judy, the movie about Judy Garland starring Renee Zellweger. Oh my God, I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Cannot so, wait. Uh, Renee was on Ellen DeGeneres yesterday. She hasn't been on a talk show. I know, mean. She took like six years off. She took off. six years off. And she she kind of just took a break. And uh, she came out dancing. I was so enchanted with how happy Renee was in this amazing outfit. Whatever she did to her face has settled. She just looks like Renee. She, she does. looks amazing. And she was dancing to the story of my life by One Direction. She got Ellen to get up and dance, and Ellen has quit dancing on her show. Like like formally quit. Formally quit. And then Ellen posted a thing of Renee dancing. I mean, she's I mean, she's just so graceful in mm-hmm. life. Oh, you know. Remember Chicago? But the one goofy thing that Ellen was kept saying is she said, well, you know, not everyone will remember who Judy Garland is. Liza Minnelli is her daughter. And I thought, the Wizard of Damn Oz is how everybody in the world knows Judy Garland. Yes. I mean, I don't care if you're a millennial, a zillennial, a boomer, a this or that or whatever. (laughs) A neophyte, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sapiosexual. I mean, everyone knows. Everyone knows (laughs) the Wizard of Oz. Everyone does. And they know Judy Garland from that. that. I mean, like, that is... The so Ruby I, Slippers will always be in associated with Judy Garland. Yeah, your kids know who... I mean, yeah. it's just... 
anyway, I just thought that was kind of a goofy thing on yeah, the part of yeah. Ellen. Well, it's for like you young people. Yeah, I'm like, okay, Grandma but, Moses over there <laughs> lecturing us, right. not dancing anymore. Damn it. Anyway, but they uh, uh, here's Ellen um, talking to Renee because we. I haven't seen her. I know she did that one Netflix or that TV yeah, so series. She mentions it here. Okay. It's, um, it's, it's been a while, and this is your first talk show in a long time, too. Yeah, yeah, a few years. Yeah, I you guess. took some time off. Yes, I did. What did I you did. do? You took like six years off. <laughs> you know, it sounds more uh, leisurely than it was, because I can't be idle. I had to work. So I was working, I just wasn't working in front of the cameras, you know, by design. Is, is what if the first thing you did in a long time? Yeah, since I saw you. It, it, that was fantastic. Yeah, Thank you. Now, did you do Judy before or after what if? I did Judy, and then I, as soon as I got home, we went into what if. But I don't know if right you away. watched what if, but that was a fantastic show, too. You, were, you were evil, and it, was, it must have been fun She's to play. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was so much fun. Like, yeah. I would never say that, but Anne Montgomery would. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, you so, look at the script every day and you're like, she says what? Okay. I could just I could listen to Renee read me recipe book. I love her southern accent. I didn't watch what if Donny. I gave it I watched it once and no, it wasn't for you. It's a miniseries on. Yeah, it's a several episodes. It's a kind of a noir type really? of thing. Yeah, it didn't it, work for me. It, okay, okay, nope. okay. But I mean, she does. She is like just effortlessly charming. She is. She's got that sort of southern thing that just sort of like kind of really, but, but like not overtly. It just kind of creeps in. She's like such mm-hmm. a good actor yeah. though, because she's never. I've never. You never hear her talk that way in any movie. No. she drops everything. Yeah. I mean, since oh, we saw Bridget her Jerry Maguire, but it Jerry Maguire is. <laughs> we fell in love with her. This is true. You know, okay, let's play the next one where she talks about the movie Judy. So Judy, mm-hmm. so a lot of people don't even, a lot of young people don't know who Judy Garland was. Oh. She's, she was uh, Liza Minnelli's mother. What? She was in Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Oh, and a lot goes. of people really didn't know, because Porsche and I watched it together, and I just can't rave about you enough. I mean, you are really absolutely brilliant as Judy Garland. But because Portia hadn't really heard the whole story, mm-hmm. she was like, oh my God, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. I, and a lot of people don't know it's about... It would just, it's a time of her life that people don't know. So yeah, it's explain. The, the end of her life, the last maybe year of her life. Mm-hmm. And she did a series of concerts in London. And um, yeah, it, it, a lot of people think of it as a tragic part of her life. But, um, but I think in, in understanding those circumstances um, in context, mm-hmm. um, you can really see just how extraordinary she really was. Not just with her God-given talent, but with the things that she was able to overcome in order to continue to perform on that level. I mean, she's right. really remarkable. I mean, one in a million years. Yeah, I mean, I think people don't know. I mean, you'll see the movie and, and how she became addicted to, to drugs. It was not her fault. Mm. And, and she didn't have any help along the way. And she was abused in so many ways by mm. her parents, by the system. Ugh. How about that? But I mean, Judy, or I mean, uh, Renee Zellweger also in an uh, interview with Time Magazine said, you know, I found in diving into everything about, she never stopped hoping. She said she, all this alcohol, all this are barbiturates. And then for her, she, the last year of her life, she's fighting over custody with Sid Luft and she doesn't Mm -hmm. have any money. People, you know, whatever, taking advantage. She's had these husbands. She's married to her fifth husband Mm -hmm. and she goes to perform and like. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. A cabaret show in London because it's the only gig her manager can get her. And Renee Zellweger is like, that was amazing. Do you know how difficult that would be yeah. to... Put yourself out there when everyone everything is crumbling around you, and you have to perform. And she said, and everything I read and found out about her is that she was just, yeah, she had bad moments, but she also kept picking herself up. So let's play the next uh, thing where she does talk about. um, She Renee Zellweger is actually singing. I was going to ask that she's not lip syncing to Judy Garland. But you sing. I I mean, you can always tell when somebody is lip syncing in a movie. And I I turned to Portia and I was like, "She's singing. This is like she's actually singing Judy Garland songs." (laughs) And so, were you known as a singer before this? Oh, not like that. You Mm -hmm. know, this was a different thing. That that scene right there, that stage fright scene, that was real. You know, the real audience at the Hackney Empire where we filmed it. And uh, Rupert, the director, he was just determined that this was going to be an authentic um, experience between a performer and an audience. And Because you looked just like her. What did they do to alter your face to look like her? Because you looked exactly like her. Um, thank you. Thank you. Well, we started with that fantastic wig, right? Because, you know, guys started Fabulous wig. Right? Great wig. And then they uh, they did a few little tiny prosthetics, which I won't mention to you because I don't want you to look for them. If you don't see them, then good. That's nice. Um, and we did less is more. We started by piling everything on, and then we started to extract and just yeah. make it as minimal as we could. And then you put on some aging um, kind of makeup. Which they did. They had to, yeah. They did do, yeah. even though Renee is 50, uh, uh, Judy Garland is uh, 47. Yeah. But in the Get late the, 60s, oh. people were aging at a lot oh, yes. faster rate yeah. than they age now. Yes. Thank yes. you, skincare, dermatology, <laughs> yeah, and everything true. else. Very true. Yeah. But, and then she uh, said towards the, uh, the director, he wanted to see her vocal cords straining. He wanted to see how hard, you know, like Uh how hard she was working doing these performances. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you don't get that if you lip sync. No, you you, would you don't. Not. Yeah, and yeah. Renee was yeah. like, "Well, I did do you know the little singing in Chicago, and not a little, but she sang, yeah. Oh, yeah. but it wasn't like you know like these songs. That not she's like singing. this." Stephanie, have you heard her sing? Renee Zellweger is Judy no. Garland. Uh-uh. Okay. All right, here she is. Her voice would have aged from alcohol, cigarettes, yes. everything yeah. else that you, you know, yeah. was doing. That totally does affect your actual yeah. vocal cords. So oh, even yeah. she was like really tried hard, listened to a lot of things. I would say that you would, you'd have to, it's just as hard to, it's worse. I think it's harder than an accent to try to get someone's oh, boy. singing voice down. My God. I know it. Think of that. So, and she's, Judy Garland started singing at two. No, you know, she and she was medicated when she was in adolescence, and then the amphetamines, and you know, her body was really got 
a lot of tools. So she just said, you know, uh, anyway, it just really looks like a great movie. So that's next Friday, the 27th. Can't go, wait. Renee. Go, Renee. Listen, oh, go. we will be right back with Cher, everybody. We just talk. Can we just talk? Talk about where Before we get Twitter, uh, you know, um, are you familiar with the Salvatore Ferragamo stacked rainbow shoe? It's on yes. the cover of like a shoe yep. history book. Yes. Um, it's kind of a famous shoe. Well, guess what? Those shoes were designed for Judy Garland in 1938. That stacked Ferragamo mm. gold on the top and then really? every color of the rainbow. Big, thick. Oh. I know. Because the mm. rainbow. That's get it? right. Jeez. Yeah. You guys. That's all cool. right. That's really cool. All right. Do you watch America's Got Talent? Is that one? Is that is that like a family show you might watch with your kids or anything? No, I missed that. You I mean, missed, I, I. You have. <laughs> yeah, I missed it. Yeah, you missed that. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. last night was the finale. And like any good finale, yeah. just as a rule, please invite Cher. <laughs> please. Standing invitation. Yeah. Oh, Gross. my gosh. Yeah, she yeah. showed up and Donnie posted this in a velvet one piece oh. plunging neckline. Beautiful embroidery. The belt. It's a jumpsuit? It, yeah, it's a one piece, yeah. Donnie. Oh. It's a plush. Duh. <laughs> one piece that you pull up. What are you thinking? Um, and yeah, it and it probably has nice panels sewn in and everything. So thank you Oof. for posting that. Yeah. She also performed. Should we have a little listen? Sure. And she's danced like a dressed like a dancing queen. ちゅうばらべがスタンサーズいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやい
He gave the opinion that he doesn't think American Idol would have taken off if Kelly hadn't won season number one. He said it could have been another kind of winner. Oh. And it wouldn't have had the legs, but she gave it legs because she could sing. Yep. Anything, which has been proven. I guess you can say that in hindsight. Kelly revealed she had no idea what a big hit American Idol had become while she was on it because there... I don't even know if there was a cell phone stuff at the time, but I know they keep the people isolated. And then the judges, they were... uh, They said... um, that there really was fighting. Oh, there was. Yeah. Among the judges? Among the judges. Oh. Wow. That they did fight. And then Kelly and Justin were, weren't told they were going to do a duet right. on the finale until three minutes before going on air. Oh. That came up. <laughs> she had no idea American Idol was even a TV show when she walked in for her audition. Because it wasn't. That oh, was the, the first season, yeah. wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah. they weren't... They, it wasn't. It and wasn't. in her audition, she recognized Paul Abdul. She recognized Randy Jackson. She had no idea who Simon no, was. none of us did. I was just like, who's that English dude? And she was going to sing At Last as her audition songs. Oh. Her producer said, song. you got to sing something else. She yeah. absolutely panicked. And she just... I was, she was just sitting there saying, saying something, and everyone was doing Lady Marmalade yeah. at the time. And then out of nowhere, Express Yourself came out of her mouth. Oh, and Ooh, Randy sandwich. said, I knew you were the winner. Oh, right then and there. Well, easy to wow. say now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, Simon thought the show would be a disaster. And she opened up Kelly Clarkson about that she told her nanny if they ever show. The, sh- the movie from Justin to Kelly, the movie. Oh my God, made, I forgot about the movie. She would fire the nanny. The nanny? She'd fire any help. <sighs> and what else? Uh, he Simon wants to do a show with the three of them again. Well, he came back to America's Got Talent. That's true. Yeah. That's true. He and, has big britches and then he gets bored. And then here's where Simon got shady. Oh, okay. He told uh, the audience that Kelly Clarkson... Um, Here's what he said. Unlike the majority, you are the same person off camera as you're on an, on camera. You give respect to people. You've been very loyal and you're a great friend. So I guess the majority of the American Idol winners that Simon's ever known have been mm. not fakers. Fakers. Mm, okay. Fakers. And but she does. She seems like she's that person. Yeah, genuine. Yeah, well, that's it's, why it's her the show. authenticity she's the most is perfect just human being. So clear. Yeah. So and clear. Justin Green, he said they always had to make Kelly wear high heels because she's so short next yeah. to him. Yeah. She's 5'3". <laughs> well, uh, here's Kelly's audition. Okay, let's I found it. So okay. this is uh, Kelly Clarkson from Joshua, Texas. She's doing the Staple Singers Express Yourself. Diamond rings or 18 karat gold. Fancy cars that go very fast. You know, they never last. It's labeled wrong. What you need is a big, strong hand to lift you to your higher ground. I mean, wow. how hard is oh, that, that song to sing a cappella? Oh my god! Yeah. I literally just I got chills. Yeah. Woo! Well, all right, dog. We believe you. We do. It's a yes, dog. It's a yes, dog. <laughs> anyway, oh my gosh! So, <sighs> so okay. Where is it? You're watching her. Is she every day? Yeah, on yeah, ABC two at two o'clock. Okay, I might have to do a little taping of that. It's just 
fun. Yeah. She's just infectiously fun. And um, I she mean, just she's, seems, well, the minute that she ever said, I'm not going to get skinny again, you know, for Hollywood, that's just not what I'm going to do. I yeah. was sort of like, Mazel. Like, yeah. you're my people. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. she And she really can. I mean, she can sing anything. Yeah. She's just, it's about the talent, and yeah. she's definitely got it. Yeah, My she God. does. She does. All right, let's see if Julianne Huff has the talent. You know, she's on America's Got Talent. Yep. She's a judge. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she wants to be a singer. Mm-hmm. Oh. She stopped telling us stuff about her sex life. Oh, good. With, okay. with her new husband. I, I don't know why. Maybe... Because her husband told her to stop saying. <laughs> I think so. All Maybe. of that. Yeah. And uh, she, it's of course season fourteen finale, big numbers uh, mm-hmm. on the show, and yeah. she debuted her first new song in ten years. I didn't even know she ever had a song. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. And the <laughs> debut of the single, it's called Transform, and it was accompanied by a dance performance performance from one of their finalists. Okay, but here's Julianne Huff singing. Singing. Fills up these sometimes. These are just words that we used to define. And they keep talking, talking, talking. I can't stop the voice in my mind that makes beauty fill up these sometimes. I got a voice on the screen. I got to own it. Now, Donnie, she's lip syncing. Oh, completely. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's when you watch the video, yeah. it's so obvious she's yeah. lip syncing. Let's just even try to. Right. But it's also like, well, just yeah. this stark contrast between yes. like Kelly Clarkson, yes. who can just like sing, build a cappella, express yourself in like range, range. and depth, and yeah. like, and then there's this auto-tuned piece of fluff. And Fine. then, and yeah. then she she said. Um, before she performed, when Mandy Moore said she was releasing new music after 10 years, I literally DM'd her and told her, so am I. <laughs> yeah, but you don't, you don't sing as well as Except Mandy for, Moore. You don't yeah. have that as a career. Anyway, yeah. so, you know, she's she was trying. <laughs> she's trying. I like her hustle. Yeah, She's a fabulous dancer. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I mean that the remake of Footloose. I know that it totally bombed. I watched it. I it liked was it. Cute. It was cute. I it thought was it was cute. a good rendition of it. And I, I thought mean, she actually shined. I thought she had a good performance. I thought the camera yes. adored her, and I thought she was going to become like a, a like at least be in movies. Yeah, I, that's I, what I kept waiting for, and yeah. then it was like nothing. She keeps so. wasting her time on these re- the reality shows. Uh, the camera does love her. She she's if she could just find the right script. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get right. Lifetime on that. is calling. Right. Yeah, Lifetime, Lifetime is calling. <laughs> you, There's a Christmas movie somewhere <laughs> yeah. for you, honey. Lady, lady. All right, listen, we're going to go because we're going to talk with Neil Justin about the Star Tribune. Of course, we're not going to ask him what great shows we should watch this fall because there's 187 I new mean. shows, you guys. So maybe we'll do a little Emmy talk and just keep are you? I'm good. How are you folks? We are so good. We are so good. We enjoyed your story about the Friends episode called the one where they moved to Minnesota. We're so glad that didn't happen. <laughs> Whew. Dodged Isn't that a bullet. Mm. <laughs> so Neil, the Emmys are on Sunday night. That's what I hear. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what's your hot take on the uh, hostless Emmys? Is it laziness? Is it just oh the Oscars did it? What's your thought? 
think the host of the Emmys has been about a network showcasing a new talent or a late night show, and Fox doesn't have a late night show. The last time they hosted, so for those who don't know, they rotate among the four networks who host the Emmys. So the last time it was Fox's turn, I think they had Andy Samberg. Right. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was a relatively new show then. They don't really have anybody like that right now. They're they're promoting, and they don't have a late-night show. So uh, that makes sense in part. And uh, also the Oscars seem to work fine yeah. without a host. So I think that's a trend we'll probably see for a little while here. We'll probably bounce back to having a host okay, good. at some point. It's fine. It's I mean, fine. I'm not losing any sleep over it. Okay, good. You know, unless you get Tina Fey and Amy Poehler to host, right. I don't really care. Nobody yeah, cares. I know it. I'm with you. Now, I'm not going to ask you about the 187 nominations that are out there, but do you have any predictions for us or better, or if you'd rather go who you'd really like to see win but you know isn't going to? Well, I think... You're going to see a lot of familiar faces. I think the Emmys are probably going to recognize Veep and Game of Thrones again. Mm -hmm. It's their final season. I know people are always looking for the shiny new thing. So a show like Barry or or Killing Eve may uh, you know emerge. I think the, those shows may be recognized by their leads, uh, Bill Hader and uh, Sandra Oh. Right. I think mm -hmm. are are strong contention to win. Uh, I'm really uh, eager to see if Sandra Oh can break through because uh, nobody of Asian descent has, has won in that category oh. before. Hmm. And very few Asians, uh, people of Asian descent. I, I had to say it's Asian American because she's from Canada, but uh, right. yeah. uh, have, have not done well uh, in that category, either male or female. So, And I love that show. Yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, I think the one thing that, look, I love Julia Louis Dreyfus. She'll probably win again. Uh, she's beloved in Hollywood, but mm -hmm. boy, uh, it'd be really terrific if Phoebe Waller-Bridge won for Fleet. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Uh, she'll probably get a recognition for writing or, or something like that, uh, but uh, she's just, I mean, for people who don't know, she created and starred in Fleabag, which is this irreverent, great uh, British comedy, and she also was a co-creator of, of Killing Eve. Yeah. She was not involved in the second season, but she's still a producer on it, and she definitely set the tone. And, uh, you know, she's writing the new James Bond movie or doing a rewrite on it. Right. She's, she's definitely an it, yeah. it woman in yeah, Hollywood Yeah, she's a mover right shaker now. right now. Hmm. Yeah, so I hope Emmy finds a way to recognize her in, in one way or another. It probably won't be for actress, Yeah, uh, but it could be. Uh, the other race that's really interesting is a limited series race. Oh, I was uh, just going to ask you, I've, who do you think is going to win? I love all of every one of these shows. Yeah, I don't remember that it's, category being it's Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Uh, Chernobyl is probably the second favorite, but I think When They See Us is probably uh, oh. the favorite. Uh, mm -hmm. Ava DuVarnay is involved. It's mm -hmm. dealing with the civil rights issue. Mm -hmm, right. um, yeah, I've so got a story good. running Sunday. The uh, co-writer of the final episode is Michael Starberry, who lives here. In fact, he wrote that episode really? here in town. Um, so he's a really fascinating uh, person. We've got, like I said, we have a story running on him uh, okay. this Sunday in the Star Tribune. So uh, they've got a good chance to win in writing, and I think that's probably the favorite. But, boy, I mean, Fossey Burden was, was terrific. Sharp Objects was very good. 
Uh, I know I'm leaving Escape uh, somebody else. Yeah. And Chernobyl are yeah. the other two. And, you know, star-studded Patricia Arquette could possibly win in that category. I think it's Michelle Williams yeah, uh, that's going to win. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting. I think between Michelle Williams and Amy Adams, they have 10 Oscar nominations. My gosh. Uh, and zero Lord. wins. Yeah. Uh, so they deserve some love. If it's not an Oscar, then, hey. Why not an Emmy? Right, right. right. I know it. Um, how about, uh, have you had a chance to sample Lily Singh's Late Show on uh, oh. NBC? She's took over I Carson have not. Daly's. I was going to try to check it out tonight. Have you guys seen it? No, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I put it on the DVR, and I loved right away, you know, her opening thing was she was just like, in all news reports about me, it's reported that I'm a woman of color who's bisexual. <laughs> And then she put up the peacock. Yeah. She goes, so I guess it's perfect that I'm perfect. here at this place. But <laughs> she was like pointing out that yeah. that was always like, it doesn't matter where she yeah. turns. That's how that's she's how described. She, she's been bucketed as the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's going to be. And I, I was guilty of doing the same thing because I don't know anything else about her. Uh, so Because people just know uh, her I think from YouTube. Right. I think so. Yeah, right. that's it. And I don't, I don't know the YouTube stars. I'll I don't admit. Either. So, uh, but look, <laughs> I hope to old. take a, yeah, I hope to take a look at that show and and base it on more than her, you know, profile, uh, Bet Scant profile. And it's an interesting time slot. Not that many people watch it, no. but it's still on a mm-hmm. network, and mm-hmm. she's got a chance to experiment on there. I hope, and I hope cool. she is. And, I hope she pushes envelopes. Uh, yeah. I hope it does well. Yeah, okay. How about just, I want to ask you, because they've been advertising this show on ABC all summer long. They've set the mm-hmm. trailer to Lizzo's Truth Hurts, and that's a show called Stumptown that premieres oh, yeah. next Wednesday with Kobe Smulders. Mm-hmm. Have you had a chance to see it? Yeah, I was one of my favorites of the new network shows, which is not saying a whole lot. Oh, okay. Uh, but <laughs> as I've... Uh, she's, I'm a big Kobe Smulders fan. For those who don't know that name, she was in How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. She's also been in a bunch of the Marvel movies. And this is kind of a combination oh, yeah. for her to play a little bit of a superhero, though she doesn't have superpowers, uh, and also deliver a line. If you like Elmore Leonard, kind yes. of uh, dark comedy, action stuff, you're going to like this series. Uh, she's terrific. Um, kind of a hard-drinking gambling addict, reluctant detective, uh, ex-military, um, kind of forced to uh, pay the bills by taking on hard luck cases, and she's great. Oh, good. Um, you know, the supporting cast, they don't have a lot to do in the first episode, but there's a lot of promise there. Uh, I really, uh, it's kind of a throwback to the old, you know, Simon and Simon, Rockford Files kind of mm-hmm. kind of stuff. God, I, I don't know that. how it'll do. Yeah. Well, uh, it was really really well done. Okay, good. Um, Neil, did you finish watching Unbelievable on Netflix? It's unbelievable. That's such a perfect title for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am drawing a blank. Which one was Unbelievable? That's Tony Collette and Merritt. I've not watched. I'm down to the last two episodes, and I will definitely... uh, you know, the, the things that are eight or ten episodes, sometimes I quit around episode six. I'm yeah. not going to quit that no. one. I really like it a lot. I don't know where it's going, uh, which is always a good sign. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, those actors are just top-notch. Um, I've been a big fan of Marette Weaver since uh, Nurse, Nurse Jackie. Jackie. Yeah. Mm. And she was great. Totally different Godless. than Deadwood. And 
Okay. Uh, I mean, she's just great. I'm sorry, not uh, Deadwood. Uh, Godless. Godless. She's yeah. terrific. Tony Collette is always great. It's just, um, it, it's a terrific uh, series. Um, not just it's getting a lot of copy because of the Me Too movement, but. Regardless of that, it's just a great detective yarn. It's like True Detective season four with these two ladies. They could, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Because they're it shows you what what. Yeah, that's a very good uh, line. I wish I had come up with that. Oh, all right. Well, damn it. How about okay, Neil? Tell us about. Uh, I know you can't. I mean, a hundred. I read it's 187, <laughs> 187. who shows this fall. Are you going to mm-hmm. write something that's going to be in one of like this Sunday or next Sunday on what your picks are, or just your daily things in the newspaper? Because I mean, it's it's a we need your recommendations. So uh, last Sunday we put out our fall arts preview yes. and uh, picked uh, you know shows that I thought uh, you should circle uh, so people can dig that up. Uh, that's probably the best. And then we have daily picks every day that'll look at stuff. You know, the, the hard thing is when you're doing that kind of prediction stuff, you're basing it on one episode. And, right. and the one episode they send you of a new show isn't always indicative of how good the show can be or how bad it can be. That's uh, true. There are good pilots that are, um, that that's all they have. And then there are other shows that, that take a while to get to get going. But, but Some Town is definitely one that I think uh, people should should look out for, um, uh, and there, there's a few others. Okay, but, how about uh, did you like Prodigal Son on Fox? That looks interesting with Michael Sheen. Not really, not really. Oh, not too really. bad, too bad. All right. I mean, it's Silence of the Lambs. You know, uh, it is. Um, I it, it's Silence of the Lambs slash Blacklist. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like there's better stuff out if there. If you're going to yeah. do that, okay. uh, it's hard to do on network TV right now. That's Watch true. Mindhunter instead. Oh, yes, that, that <laughs> show. That, that show. is a, everybody's favorite. I know Seriously. it. Seriously, everyone's obsessed with obsessed Bill Tench. With it. Is yeah. it Tench? Yeah, yeah, Bill Tench. Neil, thank you for being with us. We'll look forward to reading uh, your story on Sunday, and I hope you're going to be live tweeting the Emmys. We'll be live tweeting and then full coverage in Monday's paper and, and online right after the big show. Okay, and uh, Neil is at Neil Justin, N-E-A-L. Neil, thanks a lot. Take care. Okay, bye. Neil Justin from the Star Tribune. When we come back, we're going to have a little food news with Stephanie March from the Weekly Dish. We'll be right back.